the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. I'm John Boyd. And Drew Shepard. I'm Drew Shepard. Woo! Got my little <laughs> oh, ducktail going, so, you know. Oh, yeah, okay, oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. All right, I was like, what's the woo-hoo for? Uh, <laughs> but that makes sense. Makes sense now, yeah. Drew, what's your favorite 90s cartoon? Oh, gosh. Um, probably Ninja Turtles. Really? Okay. I, more I mean... I mean, I loved it as a kid. So yeah. it's one of those, if I'm sure if I went back now, I would not like it as much. It, it doesn't hold up that well. I've tried to go back and it's it's a little bit hard. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I bet it would be, but just growing up as a kid, just it had everything a, a 90s boy would want. I mean, pizza, sure. rats, martial arts. I mean, shredder, just all this fun stuff all the time. So. Yeah, now I know that cartoon started in the '80s. I wonder when that when it stopped. I wonder when the final season of it was. I bet it was early '90s, but Probably. I don't know that it went too much. You're talking about original Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, John. Did you see the trailer for that new Ninja Turtles game? No, I didn't. Drew and I were talking about it a little bit. Um, to beat them up, Ninja Turtles beat them beat them up. That is mm. uh, about to come out. Should it looks be, so should much be pretty fun. cool. A lot of nostalgic homage in the trailer. <laughs> yes. Like a throwback to the Genesis kind of a feel. Absolutely. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. 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 And Drew, you're saying the one you used to play was the Genesis one, right? The, yeah. uh, uh-huh. what is that called? Hyperstone heist. It's the most valuable cartridge as well. And I have it. I've got oh. it complete in box. I'll have to play it sometime. Um, cool game. Those are cool games. We used to, my memories of those. My what? Your favorite 90s cartoon. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Power Rangers is the first thing that comes to mind, but that's not a cartoon. Um, trying to think. Saturday mornings, 90s cartoon. No, I don't know. I don't know that it's... I think X-Men, really. Um, yeah. Back in the day, I really liked X-Men more than Spider-Man. Nowadays, I actually tried to rewatch both. I made it through Spider Man. I didn't quite finish X Men. I fell off X Men a little bit, but but I still think I'm going to give it to X Men. So, yeah, Spider Man's um, mine, and we've talked about it on here. But and Mark Hamill uh, is the Hobgoblin in uh, Spider Man. No actually. way! Yeah. Yep, I was wow. looking at it the other day. He plays the uh, he's the voice actor for the Hobgoblin. So, I had no idea. That's cool. That is pretty cool. Might have to go back and watch it just to hear him. I know. You definitely. need to go back and watch it. You do. Yeah. Just for we lots talk, of reasons. I think reasons. we talked about it on the last, <laughs> yeah. last one or two of these. For lots of reasons. So. I actually uh, was enjoying the X-Men arc, and then I took a little break from it. When I went back, it was off Netflix. This was years ago. So I tr- I would have finished it, but but I wasn't able to. And um, it is on Disney Plus now, but I yeah. feel like it's been long enough to where if I'm going to go back through it, I need to just start over. And yep. um, it is a lot. It, I feel like I remember it being a lot less of a flow, if that makes sense. A little bit more like they did have little arcs, you know, like I think I was in the middle of the, the Jean Grey Dark Phoenix arc when I quit. And dude, Dark Phoenix is weird in the cartoon. Uh, she is very much nerfed in the movies but even crazier in the comics like in the comics she like goes on a rampage and flies throughout the universe and like 
consumes entire uh, solar systems by devouring the energy yeah. of their suns. <laughs> She's basically Galactus. Which, I mean, yeah, which have like sentient life on the planets around them, and so it's like planet-wide. You know, what do you, what do you call it? There's a word for it because I was looking it up. Um, it's the same word that's used for when the Death Star destroys a planet. Uh, it's not. It's like planet. It's like genocide, but it's a planetary uh, reference that basically you're destroying all life on a planet. And so Jean Grey actually does <laughs> does that um, in these in these solar systems that she goes and and eats um, for their power. Um, and then they, oh boy, it's weird. I mean, it's it's just strange. There's some kind of like an orb that she like goes into, and there's like a whole reality inside the orb or something. I don't know, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And a lot of that was never even explained. If I remember, I mean, it's been a long time since yeah. I've seen that, but a lot of it was, if you didn't really read the comics, when it came to time for the TV show, you were lost on a lot of it. You're like, I don't understand what's happening. There's a lot of action, so it's fun, but I don't know why they're doing it this way. Yeah, yeah. I'll so, tell you one thing. No, go ahead. So the, the Spider-Man thing I like is because it does flow pretty well. Yeah. You know, the, the Spider-Man series, it does flow pretty well between, and then, and then towards the end, like the last couple uh, seasons, you get Avengers and stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's pretty yeah. cool. The, and then you get you the really Daredevil. crazy stuff that we're not going to talk about because Drew needs yeah. to watch it at some point. Then you get the really <laughs> disturbing things happening. Right. Uh, Which, but I liked that, like right before the last season where you were getting a lot of cameos like Iron Man and, uh, X Men are in there, and, yeah, you know, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. So that was always my favorite thing. And anytime there's a cross, and we've talked about crossovers before, but even something as simple as like the Jetsons and the Flintstones just Absolutely. blew my mind. I was like, "That's crazy! I can't believe I'm watching this." The Jetsons are interacting with the Flintstones, and both of those were really cartoons before my time that I watched a little bit, you know, because they just were on, you know. Um, we didn't live in streaming age, so we just had to watch whatever happened to be on the television at the time. <laughs> I remember um, we loved going to my grandmother's house because she had Cartoon Network growing up and we did not. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. I would binge Dragon Ball Z when I would go mm. to her house. You know, <laughs> it, it, there weren't as many shows back then, so it would come on like four times a day. I mean, it was a different episode every time. Not in order by any means, but like, I mean, yeah. okay. If I wake up at two in the morning, I can watch the last episode. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I always just loved the variety of powers with the X-Men and um, always loved Gambit, Beast. Beast was my favorite for a while. I don't know why. He's not even that interesting. He's just kind of like a blue creature that's really smart. But, you know, Hulk actually has like some depth to him. Um, has a really interesting sort of conflict where like he has to manage his anger and all that, but beast is just like a smart, strong beast. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like not even a human <laughs> but for somehow, somehow he's just as human. So he's a lot like know. uh Hulk in that, in the last, the last movie when he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, at yeah. the restaurant and talking and he's smart and he's right. like, I learned to live with it. And he's, that's, right. that's more beast a little bit less jolly. Right. Um, the Hulk in that last movie is is almost uncomfortably happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. this doesn't feel right. 
like he's like he's taking too much uh um anti depressing drugs what do you call them antidepressants yeah like he's like he's over the top yeah like he's just uh just a little bit uncomfortably happy you know so anyway in in horrible moments like he's still just smiling away like hey Mm -hmm. about to do some time travel everybody else is worried he's like i'm cool yeah, oh, I don't know. I've seen some theories about that that maybe he's hiding something darker going on, and he'll be like a main villain in some of these next ones as he loses it, and maybe becomes Red Hulk or some mm-hmm. version of something else that's happened. So, anyway, all right, it's time for Or Wars. Unless, hey, John, did you have anything you wanted to share about what's going on lately? Uh, before we get into that things, yeah, a couple things I'll go real quick. So, okay, sure. It was like mid seventies today. Felt great outside. There's about an inch of snow on the ground right now. Um, where I'm at. And so, uh, pretty crazy. It's supposed to all be melted in the morning, but, uh, Jessica sent me a a message. It was like, Oh, it's supposed to snow tonight. And I was like, no, it's not. No. And then I actually fell asleep putting uh, our youngest to sleep and woke up and it was about an inch of snow on the ground. So that's kind of crazy. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I, uh, I finally got, so I, I made a nerd purchase. Um, good. Uh, good. About a month ago, maybe, maybe a little more, mm-hmm. um, came from China. Um, but, uh, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So, so I actually bought a couple of lightsabers, um, battle ready lightsabers so they're meant for uh, for hitting and i know the the viewers listeners can't see but i went ahead and got two Mm. so uh they're pretty awesome i'm there's my red one y'all can't really tell yeah we can hear good good sound effects and uh you can select what color you want okay and they they clash and stuff it's pretty cool awesome so, uh, me and the kids have been playing and, uh, was out there playing with my oldest daughter the other day. Uh, they like doing it at night. And so I was out playing at night and accidentally whacked her right in the middle of the forehead. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Um, and so I immediately was like, Oh, you're okay. Right. You're good. This is fun still. And we kept fighting and then she went inside and there was like a, a nice, oh, no. nice unicorn bruise right in the middle of her forehead. Um, oh, and, man. And so it was like, hey, when you go to church and tell people you and daddy were playing uh, and he hits you in the face with a lightsaber. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, they are fun. A lot of fun. Um, ultra sabers, I think is what they're called. They're always running like a buy one, get one free. Um, so it's not really buy one, get one free, but. Uh, they're pretty much always either buy one, get one for your 60% off. So that's cool. A lot of fun. Yeah. I recommend them 13 cool. different colors. Um, yeah. I bet they're a lot higher quality fun. than the lightsabers that you can buy um, at like the galactic outpost in Disney Springs. That's where we were actually yesterday. Okay. And uh, they have little toy lightsabers there and they're fun to play around with. And they let you do that. But Luke and um, his, Second cousin, actually, we're fighting lightsabers together yesterday. Um, Tyler's down here, John, oh, okay. to Disney this week, so he cool. was at our at our house past couple nights, and they're staying at a Disney resort right now. But 
Um, so I took the day off work yesterday and we went down to Disney Springs and walked around with them and had to wear masks the whole time and his rain in and, um, tough. I'm tough, tough to go to Disney and wear a mask all day. You know, most of my life right now, I haven't had to do that. I haven't had to wear a mask for an extended period of time. Um, just cause I don't really have a context where it matters. I'm, I'm either around my family or I'm around, uh, just kind of close friends or, um, uh, when I'm at work, I don't wear a mask because it's just me and my assistant. We're the only two and we're in totally separate rooms. So, um, I wear masks for client meetings, but that's usually never more than maybe at most a couple hours. So wearing one all day outside when it was a little hot and humid was, uh, was tricky for me. <laughs> so the maybe we had a higher quality mask. Um, lightsabers aren't battle ready. They don't, they are not great there. No, okay. um, not great. They're okay. Um, you know, if, when, if you when want you're... more one that's uh battle ready, it, yeah. you have to go to Savi's workshop and build one. That's right. That's right. And that's a $220 lightsaber, which so, we yeah. will do, which we will do when you come down to go to Disney, John. Right. We will do it. The three of us will go and we'll build light. We'll build lightsaber. Together. Okay. Right. Drew? right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell my wife <laughs> uh, your anyway. saber budget is as much as our eating out budget for the month <laughs> <laughs> we're having hot pockets yeah <laughs> one, time. one time top ramen <laughs> oh man that'll be fun drew what's new with you anything oh um Gosh, I don't know. Just talking Star Wars. I don't think I've said this yet, but a few weeks ago, Amy actually got me a, a Star Wars kite. It's been oh, cool. years since I've flown a kite. Yeah. But she said that she saw it. So she's like, well, I mean, you're doing that thing. So I'm like, I'll get it for you. Cool. <laughs> and it was a, it's a Grogu kite. Ah, so, yes. Baby Yoda. Yep. Baby Yoda. So looking forward to, um, flying that hopefully here in a couple of days it's i was actually going to do it yesterday or sunday but it was so rainy we you know couldn't do it but yeah um i'm pumped to to get that and play with that soon so and also just another because it's tying to star wars here i heard their plans for the star wars hotel in orlando disney oh it looks so freaking cool it looks amazing and one thing, is there new I, news out or is it just the old stuff that new, was announced it is a while ago? new news to me. So you can gotcha. tell me if this okay. is new to you or not. Um, how they are doing the bus system. Have you heard about this? No, I don't think so. Yeah, this I've heard about coolest, it. Yeah, okay. Cliff, you're going to love this, man. Okay. You get in a bus, but it's not really. Yeah, it is a bus, but from the outside, it doesn't look like one. And then when you yeah. get in, it doesn't look like a regular standard bus. And as you're driving, the windows are some sort of TV screen projector. Right. Where it looks like you're going through space. And if you're going to, this is only for the Star Wars studios, or excuse me, Hollywood studios to the Star Wars hotel and vice versa. Right. Yeah. Because they drop you off off inside Galaxy's Edge. That's cool. I love that. I was like, that is awesome. I love this idea. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, And seeing some of the concept art for it is is amazing. Oh, and you know, it's going to be good. After writing Rise of the Resistance, the way that they do some of that stuff is just breathtaking. 
yeah. it's going to be that, that'll be so incredible and i am sure it's going to be so expensive yeah. <laughs> that's probably going to be like 500 plus a night is my guess oh probably yeah yeah i was looking I mean, at the animal kingdom night depending on time of year in the hotel room so sure i was looking at the animal kingdom lodges and like some of those rooms go for nearly a thousand dollars a night yeah for the like the savannah views that have the good animals and aren't by the stinky flamingos you know yeah. um <laughs> it's uh pretty expensive pretty expensive yeah. place to vacation um and stay so someday i want to go and stay i've never stayed at a disney resort but someday i want to do that and maybe star wars will be the excuse i need to finally bite the bullet do it while we're you know if you're spending that much anyway may as well go ahead and build a lightsaber yeah. <laughs> we need go to do a star August wars cantina too while you're there once that hotel opens we just need to do a star wars brothers retreat and, I like it. And go to, uh, we'll go to the Star Wars Hotel and stay for um, a day or two at least, <laughs> whatever their minimum stay is, probably. <laughs> go build a lightsaber. Um, it should be fun. Okay. It's time for Or Wars. Who's going first? I think I'll I went this. first last time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Drew. The Rebellion or the Resistance? And but let me, before you answer, you can think about it for a second. Um, I've been saying, hey, answer quick, a sentence or two, whatever. But if you want to expand a little bit this week, that's okay. And we're, we're asking some that are, I think, more interesting uh, picks, not just like a quick, quick pick. If you want to do it a quick pick, that's fine. But uh, if you want to expound a little bit this week, I'm not going to hold it against you. The Rebellion of the Resistance, Drew. I'm going to go with The Rebellion. And partially that is just nostalgia right there. Um, thinking to the original trilogy and just seeing those characters go against Darth Vader. I mean, who in my mind is still the, you know, not the ultimate bad guy. We know Palpatine is, of course. But when I think of a bad guy in Star Wars, Darth Vader's the one I go to. I don't go to Kylo Ren. And then so thinking of who is the protagonist in that situation? It's got to be the rebellion for me. Okay. John, the Confederacy of Independent Systems or the First Order? Uh, first Order. Yep. I, uh, it, and almost, how do I, so, so almost for the same reasons of when I, when I first watched the First Order, it brought back the feelings of nostalgia hmm. from the originals, right? And so it was just wow. This is uh, uh, this is what I, I I wanted, right? I'm not saying the entire movies, but just seeing the first order and how they were very uh, structured, very the same seemed like. And uh, I don't know, yeah, first order for me. Okay, true. Stormtroopers or clone troopers. I have to say clone troopers now. I have loved the development of the, the clone troopers, uh, particularly how even though they are clones, they have individual traits and personalities. And I don't think we really got to see that much with stormtroopers. At least I don't remember much. Um, so that might just be more materials with the clone troopers to where we've got to know them a little bit more 
and how they interact because it didn't seem like the stormtroopers interacted much that I can remember, or at least they weren't very unique. They all were very similar. Okay. John? Star Destroyers equipped with planet-killing cannons or sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm going to have to go with the sharks. Um, Just because... uh, the planetary cannon things. I mean, that's the one thing that, uh, you know, and I liked the sequels. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> but when there's like a thousand essentially death stars lifting off uh, from the planet, it's just, no, no, that's just not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to say, but um, yeah. Sharks. Okay. Sharks with laser beams. Okay. Well, point this week goes to John because sharks are, uh, as you may remember, um, endangered species, which is why they are so often replaced by sea bass. Right. Now, now the sharks with human bodies, it would have been the, the, uh, the star destroyers with the oh, giant yeah. planetary laser okay. cannons. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, that's where I thought you were going initially. Um, <laughs> but let me just say, say this to clone troopers versus stormtroopers. Absolutely agree. Um, you put five stormtroopers against five clone troopers, and it's going to just be a a slaughter of stormtroopers. Um, yeah. These clone troopers are pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 Plus, Finn gets a little bit too political. I think these these stormtroopers have a little too much time on their hands. <laughs> Watching, uh, watching CNN a little bit too much. <laughs> Maybe MSNBC like or I don't know. I feel like the clone troopers are like need to get really, really well trained. You know, they're trained by Jedi's. Yeah. In stormtroopers, it's like how many bodies can we throw at it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So, True. Yeah. Some impressive clone trooper moves from this arc, of course. Yeah. Uh, arc trooper in particular. But, um, but, uh, but let's get into, it. oh, by the way, did y'all get my reference? Y'all know what that's from, right? The laser beams? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. Good. I don't remember which one in particular, but I know. I think, I'm pretty sure it's the first one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Love that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I hate those movies. Yeah, uh, they're terrible. I, love, I love every scene with Dr. Evil. <laughs> He just took out every other scene in those movies and only left Dr. Evil in there. Um, I would enjoy him. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk about the arc. Um, this is the order 66 arc episode 601 through 604. Um, we start out with a battle that's going on where clones are fighting alongside these two Jedi twin sisters that are of some, neat looking race we've never seen before um i think they're twin sisters i think they're sisters i don't know i don't really remember it's not that important because one of them dies right at the beginning when um all of a sudden one of the clones turns on the she he sees one of them and says jedi and and kills her because she's a jedi and you can kind of see that something flipped uh in his brain one might say um he is taken to camino 
to, um, you know, to, to basically look into it and figure out what's going on, what went wrong. Uh, on their way to Camino, the separatists actually capture him uh, because Dooku gets word of, of what's going on and basically orders, um, orders that he be captured uh, when he realizes that it could be that the, the, um, the chip in his head has been, has been revealed. And, and we don't really know about the chip at this point, but, um, but, but we know that there's something nefarious going on at this point in the arc. Um, oh, by the way, it, it was interesting that they were fighting that spider guy from, from pre movie. That was actually one of either the first or second episode that we watched was that yeah. spider general. So that was kind of neat. Um, he's worth touching on a little later on, I think, but he's the one who let the, let Dooku know what was happening. And then Dooku passed it on to Palpatine and then Palpatine basically ordered the capture of the clone uh, because he was afraid that if, you know, something went wrong and if, if there was something going on that it could mess up their plans, whatever those plans were. So anyway, um, the separatists capture him, but then Rex and, and Anakin and fives go after him and they end up grappling onto a ship that's, that's escaping with him on board and they take out all the droids on board and get him back. So they get him back to Camino, um, where they're going to run tests on both Fives and Tup. And Fives doesn't really understand why they want to run tests on him, but um, but it's mainly just because he he I guess had spent so much time around Tup, and so they just wanted to make sure that the same thing was that happened to Tup wasn't going to happen to Fives, especially if it was some kind of a virus. Um, doesn't doesn't really make sense because Tup was around a lot of people, so why fives in particular? But whatever, we roll with it. Um, while they are doing those tests, there's actually a disagreement as to whether to kill Tup to get a better diagnostic of exactly what has happened in his brain as they dissect it, or to do a an advanced level brain scan that could potentially damage his brain and make it to where they never find out, or at least that's the story, right? It is revealed that the Kaminoans uh, are actually reporting to Tyrannus, to Dooku, and um, who is passing that information on, on and working closely with Sidious. And they are basically um, being cautioned to make sure that that their secret is stays safe, right? So we learned from that that the Kaminoans are in on this, that Dooku is aware of Sidious's plot the whole time. Um, all the Kaminoans are aware of it as far as we can tell, or at least these two are, but I think the assumption is that, that pretty much all the Kaminoans know that there's a, you know, um, extra function in these clones that's intended to kill the, kill the Jedi eventually that order 66 function. Um, so they're debating that, but uh, fives decides that he's going to take matters into his own hands he makes friends with the droid, sneaks over, and does the high-level brain scan in secret, and then does a secret surgery after that to remove a growth that they discover on his brain, some sort of an organic growth that they're calling a tumor. Well, he dies as a result of the surgery, but they're able to get this, um, this, this tumor out, and uh, they you know, discover um, that it was most likely the reason for him losing it during that battle. Okay. The next episode 
fives actually he's going to be taken away basically and and i guess brought before the jedi council and palpatine is for sort of a debriefing probably grave consequences for going against orders um he ends up teaming up with this droid who is also going off to get his brain wiped right for for basically going against his programming at least his intended programming and helping fives um do all this stuff with tup he buddies back up with that droid and they break out of the facility, steal the ship, fly away, but then they jump out of the ship and put it on autopilot. And then he rides the droid back to the the facility on Camino in secret because he wants to sneak in and um, figure out what's going on and remove the trip chip from his own or the organic mass from his own brain and see if it's, see if it's there. So they do the scan on him. They discover it's there. And then after he discovers it's there, he's like, okay, I got to get this thing out of my head. Um, I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. And I feel like something's going on here. Um, of course he is right. He removes the chip, um, does not kill him. Right. Like it killed his, uh, partner, like it killed Tup. Um, and, he, you know, basically ends up getting caught and um, I may be mixing up the order on all of this a little bit, but uh, the explanation for the chip ends up being from the Camino's perspective that it was put there intentionally because one of the things that they do when they, when they take the chip out is they run some scans on it. They discover that it's not associated with Jingle Fett's DNA, right? So they know it's a foreign object that's been added. And eventually when that information comes out and the Kaminoans are questioned on it, they say, well, we had to put it there because Jingo had some anger issues and violence issues. And we needed to make sure the clones didn't have those same issues so that we could control them. All right. Um, anyway, fives breaks out um, again um, after he is brought to Palpatine and we don't know exactly what happens with Palpatine, but something happens when he is alone with fives where Palpatine um, gets him to pull a gun on him somehow. So we don't know, really know if he told him something or if he, uh, I guess we assume that he, that he probably told him just enough to make him lose it, but then he makes it look like he's attacking him. Right. Um, he ends up uh, booking it and going into hiding on um, Coruscant and everybody's out looking for him. Um, but let's see, he ends up arranging a secret meeting with, skywalker and rex and he wants to convince them that there's a conspiracy going on and that this chip is part of it um and obviously palpatine's in on it but before he has a chance to give them all the information i forget exactly how it all you know goes down but he ends up going for somebody's gun at some point and then one of the other clones shoots him killing him and he dies in rex's arms basically saying you need to look into this something's going on uh, Palpatine then has control over the two organic masses, both the um, non, you know, malfunctioned one, the red one and the gray one, right? What <laughs> the one that was in Tup's head was all kind of dead, um, dead looking, and the one that was in um, uh, Tup's head, no, no, the one that was in Tup's head was all dead looking. The one that was in Five's head was all uh, red and, and kind of just looked a little bit more you know, like a organ of some sort. Right. So, um, so, but anyway, Palpatine gets a hold of both of them and basically orders for them to be destroyed by the Kaminoans. 
Um, I guess the Kaminoans technically get a hold of them, if I remember right. But either way, Palpatine says, hey, destroy these chips. We got to make sure that nobody ever finds out really what's going on. Otherwise, the whole plan could be uh, could be ruined. Initial thoughts. Did I miss anything in that summary? I think it's most of it. Most of the major points. Oh, wow. Um, it was a great arc. I loved it. <laughs> uh, if we're going to start off with initial thoughts. Um, it was a blast, I thought, the entire time uh, going through so much of the story. And they did a really good job. I, I was so glad to see that this was not just a one of those quick two-episode arcs where the short is just like splashed together, real done um, poorly. But they actually took their time explaining it really well. And I had a lot of mixed feelings by the end of this. I mean, I was, I was pumped up for some of the fight scenes, but I was really, you know, sad to see Five's dead. I mean, after all that he had done, after all that we have seen him mm-hmm. go through at this point, and for the longest time, I was always sort of on the Kaminoans side. I always thought they were good, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, from the movies, you don't really get the impression that they are actively with Tyrannus and Sidious. That's, at least I didn't get that impression when I just watched the movies. And so watching this, I'm, I'm kind of in shock because I'm like, they're actually bad this whole time. I, you know, and so that sort of started to click for me there and um yeah, man there was just a lot of emotions in these four episodes but they did it really well i thought yeah i agree like uh especially on the point of the Kaminoans, like watching the the, the prequels you're like oh they're just kind of weird but they're like super peaceful and yeah just kind of yeah. doing what they're asked to do uh and then i've always thought but Django, maybe Django really knows what's going on and that's why you you know, get this kind of uneasy feeling about him and uh, before he even starts shooting at Jedi. Um, but yeah, here they were like, they were awful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, awful just, not only because of their knowledge of Order 66 and being in on the plot, but also in their disregard for the life of a clone, right? Mm-hmm. Just immediately yeah. jumping to, yeah, we need to kill this guy. And then even toward the end, um, I, I feel like she even, instead of once once everything had happened with Fives, she was like, all right, we need to kill Fives. He's a problem. He has he obviously malfunctioned. Um, let's kill him. And uh, a little bit disturbing. A lot disturbing. And there was a point made, I, I think when, uh, I think it was Dooku mm-hmm. was saying something like, hey, this you know, do we have a problem here? What What's going on? Why can they, oh, why can they even decide to act in this manner? And uh, I believe it was the Kaminoans that said, well, the, the Jedi have kind of taught them some free thinking here. Um, mm, yeah. And that's what the problem is. Like, this isn't how we created them, but the Jedi have, have kind of opened their mind. There was one really emotional thing, too. I remember when Five said, um, when he was talking, I forget that little robot. That was his friend. I forget his name. But- yeah, it wasn't important. It was <laughs> AZI-3 yeah. or something. Yeah, something like what, that. Whatever some random letters and numbers. They were, he was talking to him, and he got real upset. He's like, we're not supposed to be disposed of this way. 
but then the robot's like perhaps you were I was like mm. oh man that's a that's yeah. a punch to the gut right there right or or the whole discussion when he's talking to the droid and the droid's referring to him by his number and he's like nah dude my name is fives uh we don't go by our numbers anymore we have names and that's really important to us you know yeah um again indicative of how cold um and heartless their upbringing in the caminos just like a just like a shell of a human that can become whatever their uh buyers need them to become um in their army the only reason why they're they're they feel the way they do about themselves and have names and everything is because the jedi made it so right if they had been sold to another buyer they could have just been treated as cold hearted, bloodthirsty killers and would have taken on that um, mm-hmm. persona. I think that's the impression that I get of, of the type of brainwashing that was done to them. Um, and uh, man, pretty messed up, pretty messed up. Cause remember with Krell, general Krell, he wouldn't let them have names. He would force, yeah, them, right, force them to go right. by their numbers. Exactly. But that was a, that was at that point, that was a stark contrast to what the Jedi had, had done with them so far. And so they had already, they had already shifted, right. They had already taken on um, the, uh, you know, mindset of their owners. <laughs> anyway, I mean, even the debate between the Jedi who is uh, on station there and the Kaminoans about who has the rights over what happens to these clones, like, Hey, how about we treat the clones as humans? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like no, I have the right to decide whether they live or die. No, I have the right to decide whether they live or die. And it's like, how about they're just humans and they have human rights? You know, um, a lot of that, a lot of that was revealed in this arc in a, in a very sad way. Speaking since you just touched on Shakti, I, I have a question here. Did it seem like she came off maybe a little too passive or a little too easygoing with the? Kaminoans, Kaminoans, like I feel like if this were Anakin or Obi Wan, they they might have caught on to something that was happening here. It seemed like she, I mean, she did put up a little resistance, but it wasn't what I would expect when you're talking about killing your army, like killing the clones. I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was just me, but but I I think that does serve the purpose of. It, it wasn't Obi-Wan or Anakin who would have put up a fight and this might've actually been caught. So I, I, you know, I get for the purpose of the story, they can't have someone who is actually going to fight it because it has to happen. So, I mean, I thought they did play it well with, with using her, um, you sure. know, being a little bit more of a passive character. So I really wished that fives would have survived. Um, I was really excited about, having a clone without a chip um, yeah. and wanting to know where that could lead, but they sure took care of it. So, um, but uh, that was, was really disappointing. Yeah. I was hoping he'd disappear somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. get away and go hide out. Like we've seen some clones doing on yeah. some random planet somewhere. Yeah. 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 So what do you guys think about this chip in their heads? So let me, let me, uh, give you my background on that a little bit, maybe to start. Um, when I found out through the grapevine that Order 66 activated a chip 
inside each one of the clones' heads, I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed. I loved the idea that these, cl- and again, this was before watching any of the Clone Wars. All I'd seen was that were episodes two and three. And I thought it was so cool that there, that there was this idea that these clones had been basically trained um, and taught what Order 66 was and knew it all along. And then finally would have would just turn their backs on the Jedi's. Um, I can see now with what they've done with the clones in the Clone Wars, why that that you know that wouldn't have worked obviously with the direction they've gone with it. But but I remember being really disappointed by the idea that it was just like a chip that activated instead of the result of of um, you know a mass deception that Palpatine had pulled off. Um, I will say that this arc surprised me a little bit because since I heard it was a chip, I have always been imagining some sort of electronic in their head. Like a SIM uh, card. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was pretty neat how there was this organic implant that basically would reprogram their minds at, uh, you know, w- once they received a certain command. Um, I thought that was pretty neat. I thought I, I liked it better than, <laughs> than my assumption. Obviously, it's a faulty assumption, but my assumption that there was some sort of a, a, uh, actual computer chip in their head or something that was, that was doing all of this. What did you guys think about those, those chips? Did yeah. You like it as a plot device. Do you, you know, I, I had, I had heard that there was a chip as well. And so, uh, so I definitely liked this idea of some organic chip better than, uh, than like, uh, you know, I never noticed this like SD card slot in the back of right. my head or, or something yeah. crazy like that. Right. Um, and then I've wondered, um, you know, how could they, like, how could they turn their back on them after they've right. taught them all this? Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. well, well, that's how, like, they yeah. don't literally don't have a choice. Right. Um, now, my thing is when they, will they snap out of it? Mm-hmm. Out of order, order 66? And will they realize what they've done? Will right. they say, wow, I can't believe we just killed our friends mm-hmm. that taught us to be independent. And yeah. Uh, so that's my next thing is like, well, what happens after order 66? Well, like what kind of sure. struggle goes on with the clones or is that, or, is that going to happen? It? They lose yeah. all their individuality right then and there. Uh, and. Oh, become see, stormtroopers am- essentially. Yeah, I have the impression that 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 it's going to end up ending their lives. That it's intended to to make them act in a certain way, and then they're going to be done for. Right. And so the next round, it's instead of making new clones, it's we're recruiting throughout the galaxy for stormtroopers, right? Um, because we've sort of played our clone cards now, and uh, well, we know they're they all going to die. Fast, so right. They're yeah, already age fast. Their, their lifespans so, are shorter because of that as well. That's true. So they're not going to last a whole lot longer, probably right. than like they're going to hit their expiration date. You know, um, but is there is there going to be that individuality gone forever, mm-hmm. or is there? Do they just die? They're going to get old and be terminated. You know. Um, yeah. You know. I wonder. Memory goes. We, we didn't really get a clear answer with Tup because his malfunctioned. And so we right. saw him coming and going in and out of it, but is that going to be true. the case for all of them or just his? 
Because yeah, it was almost function. like he was broken once once yeah. he once that chip activated. So yeah, like it was just messed up his brain uh, irreversibly to where he would he couldn't serve as a soldier. Like but he you also be able to wouldn't want that to happen. I, I wouldn't think for that entire army to just die like within a yeah. a few days of killing the Jedi. Because well, see that that begs you the need question. A, you need a military force. Yeah, right? well, you you don't really. Once Order sixty six is pulled and Palpatine takes over, he's got his droid armies for a while. He's got all the separatist alliance people that that he can kind of step in, I think, and and use Dooku to manipulate to his purposes. Um, it's not like they it's not like they're hurting for minions, right? And if there's no army or Jedi to oppose them, they don't need that many minions until they build up yeah. their stormtrooper forces. They can just kind of go galaxy by galaxy and have their way at that point. So, so I think the need for the army is, is kind of gone immediately after until the stormtroopers are raised up. And maybe that's why, you know, cause I was thinking, why not continue to use clones? Right. I mean, why not just keep making them with the Kaminoans and uh, is it because they're too expensive? Cause I feel like Palpatine's got pretty much unlimited resources. Once all this is said and done, um, he rules, you know, he's the emperor of everything, right? Um, and uh, and so what's why not continue to make clones? So I'm kind of wondering, maybe that's the explanation. Maybe it is it works better if we recruit from planets and basically get people to join our ranks in sort of a nationalistic right. come be a part of the empire. Um, uh, because that's because because you want to serve your galaxy. Um, a kind of approach rather than, um, you know, maybe that's has to do with the way that, that he's going to, one of the ways he's going to try to exert control over people. Um, well, we know but, they couldn't, they couldn't keep using Django clones, even if they were cloning, they'd have to find a new uh, good donor because Django was dead in the DNA that's we right. know there's like a show, limited quantity. It's kind yeah, of getting yeah, corrupted, yeah. right? It's, yeah, it's okay. not You're as strong right. as it has been. Sure. Um, but what happens to Kaminoans? Do they just, uh, I've also yeah, wondered, like, my question. does the Empire just go kill them? Like, hey, we're done with you. We don't need you raising up another army. So um, you're a threat now. Yeah. So will we get a Kaminoan in the Obi-Wan series? Do you want to see a live action Kaminoan? A rebel, a Kaminoan rebel. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> I don't think I want it. I don't think I want it. I don't. Want it. I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're okay. They serve their purpose, but um, yeah, I don't really care to see them off of Kamino, frankly. I think that it'll be very off putting uh, to see. Do they one. even really understand? How do I phrase this? Did they really understand what was going on and by that i mean when namase and the prime minister dude were talking after they had just spoke with tyrannus they said yeah the jedi are a curious bunch and you know they seemed confused by why they were undergoing this particular they seemed to lump the sith and the jedi together in that sense mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said they're a curious spiritual order, but we're more scientific. Um, and so it was almost like they didn't like they didn't even fully understand what they were going to be doing with the ramifications, other than just we're being paid to do this, we're doing this for science. Right. Yeah. 
I don't know. What do you guys think about Spider General? Tarantula General. This Trench. Arc? Admiral Trench. Admiral Trench. I'm glad to see him, him back. Return. Yeah. Um, what What was so cool is he had a lot of roboticness to him now, and I love seeing that. Just to kind of see, you know, maybe maybe he's been damaged. I, I almost wondered. I kind of made me want to go back, and obviously, I didn't take the time to do it. Kind of wanted to make me go back and see where we last left him, and see if maybe he was in an explosion or something, and um, had some limbs damaged or whatever. Maybe it's just the wear and tear of the war, or maybe it's just they're making quote unquote improvements to him, kind of like they did for um grievous right um to where they're making him more and more robotic over time but kind of hope we see more of him i'm i'm liking i'm liking admiral trench and uh want to see more robotic spider uh robotic spider-man robotic spider voice actor for him too yeah they do a great job voicing him yeah his his like clicks and stuff Mm. pretty cool the only other thing i really wrote down was um well, a couple things, I guess. One, uh, back to the chip, reminded me of the inhibitor trip chip uh, on on a droid. You remember with the arc that we looked at with Ahsoka, how there was yeah. that inhibitor chip the chip they put on droids. That ended up being the Kaminoan's explanation for it at the end, right? Obviously, it was a lie, but their explanation was, "We're doing this because if we don't." Um, their actual DNA from Django would cause them to be more violent and harder to control, right? Or more angry and harder to control or whatever it was that they, they described some negative um, attribute of Django that they were trying to address with this chip, with, which was essentially an inhibitor chip like they would use on droids. So again, just sort of another parallel that I think shows how these clones are being dehumanized um, in the process. And then I want to ask this question. Now that the chip is known, will anything come of it before it's too late? Obviously, we know Order 66 is successful, but the chip is known. Before, they didn't know anything was inside these clones' head. Now they know something's there. What do you guys think? Mace Windu seemed to think it was a good idea to have it there. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't think of anything. I hope there's a group that goes rogue. And latches onto this conspiracy theory uh, that ends up being true and uh, has all their chips removed. Obviously, Rex has heard it. Um, there's a group with, uh, I think it was um, uh, uh, several clones, right? That ended up shooting the guy that, that yeah. heard that this guy thinks something's going on. There's this chip in our heads. What in the world? The Jedi know about it. You know, if it's not nefarious then there's no reason why word wouldn't spread that, oh, yeah, you guys do have a chip in your head that actually is, it helps. It helps you um, from being, you know, from from being aggressive you know, or something. Yeah, too yeah. aggressive or too rage-induced or something. It, it helps you to have control over yourself. Like they would, almost like they wouldn't hide it necessarily, but they would spin it in a way that it looks like a positive. But with all these... Uh, a, a lot of these clones at least becoming more and more independently thinking you could see, I feel like you could see a few of them, you know, digging those chips out of their brains. Um, and uh, I, I hope something does come of it. Hope something does come of it. I know mean, Anakin was right there with Rex when fives told him everything. Yeah. And I just wonder, it got me wondering at the very end, like, I wonder if he ever made the connection. Yeah. Now, doesn't Rex, though, I don't think it happens with Rex. 
I'm pretty sure Rex and Cody are both in episode three um, and are shown turning on Jedi at some point. You don't know if that's the case? I don't know. Possibly. I did hear an interesting theory recently okay. that, uh, that the reason that Darth Vader employs Boba Fett and apparently he does it more than what we see in the movies from what I hear uh, is that it, it kind of brings him back to a place when he was with the clones. Okay. Right. Fighting with, with alongside the clones because he is essentially, you know, same voice, same person. Um, Boba Fett is. So anyways, I, I just thought that was interesting. Throw it out there. Okay. I looked it up. Cody is the clone who's near Obi-Wan in episode three when the order is given. But we don't we don't actually know what happens to Rex based on the movie, at least. So right. will it address in the cartoon or not? I don't know. But Ooh, I um, hope so. But the movie itself only shows Cody turning on Obi-Wan. And obviously, I don't really remember that exact interaction, but um, he sh- has him shot at while he's writing the the uh, monster thing. Okay. Yeah. Obi-Wan's writing it off and, and he has him shot at, he misses Obi-Wan falls. Okay. Uh, He's okay. So he's not necessarily pulling the trigger, but he's ordering the other clones to basically take a sniper shot at Obi-Wan or something. I think you're right, John. Yeah. Yeah. I think he like some kind of cannon. They fire at him. Um, Okay. I believe. Okay. Well, that's commander Cody. So Cody is the one who turns on Obi-Wan and you'd be able to see that if you watch the movie. So that's not a spoiler, Uh, but I don't think Rex is known. So who knows? Who knows? We'll find out. Maybe it is, maybe it's in the cartoon, but for, as far as the movie's concerned, I don't think there's any information about what happens to Rex during order 66 in episode three itself. So I just Googled like is Rex in episode three or something like that. And, and, you know, um, you know, didn't dig deep, just looked at a couple headlines. So, all right. Y'all ready to rate? Let's do it. Let's hear what you got, Drew. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Whoa. Um, okay. <laughs> for all the reasons that I said I have liked it so far and yeah. something I haven't even mentioned. Yeah. There, there was a bit of humor in there. Uh, there really was yeah. a little bit bits and pieces here and there. Um, I remember that scene when they, um, they have captured, um, they've, oh, I just lost his name. The first, not fives, but the other one, uh, but Oops. whatever. Tups. Yes. Thank you. They'd captured Tups and they're leaving. Um, but then, you know, they talked about, they use the grappling hooks and then the droids like we experience, experiencing some air turbulence or some drag and mm-hmm. the commanding general's like, in the vacuum of space. And I'm like, that's, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's hilarious. Like, yeah, why would good. you experience that in a vacuum of space? Sure. And then that, that cab driver, when he doesn't pay, he's like, your mother's a droid. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. there were some funny moments in there too. So with everything that I said before and the humor, I, I loved it. So cool. John, I'm a, I'm a nine. Um, not, not quite 10. Um, cool. I was, uh, I enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it did answer questions that I've had for a long time about like, is this, you know, I'd heard things, but 
but it, how exactly does this order 66 work? Sure. Um, to where they can just flip like that and start killing all the Jedi. So, um, uh, probably maybe a 10 if, if, uh, Tups had gotten away, you know, I, I just, I really want if, if, to, uh, fives, you talking fives. About fives, if five, yeah, yeah, Tubbs yeah, died. yeah. Uh, if fives had gotten away, um, right. Just cause I really wanted him to go, yeah, like get away and just go into hiding and then yeah. pop up later in something else. You know, he was so impressive. So. Um, you know, having been made an art trooper, you were yeah. starting to see his abilities. He even got like a, he was the one who had the idea to use the grappling hooks. Um, and, uh, Rex made some kind of comment like, and that's why you're an art trooper. That's <laughs> why they call these guys, the art troopers or something like that. Like, Oh, great idea. Let's do it. Let's do this insane, crazy thing and grapple onto this spaceship that's taking off into space. And then, you know, a very special ops moment that was super cool um, that made fives, um, you know, he continued to to kind of establish fives as like, okay, he's peaked. He is an awesome clone. Not that they hadn't already done that. They had, but, um, but it was neat to see fives go through that full arc of development from the beginning when he was part of this troop that couldn't get their act together and were almost, you know, on the verge of being decommissioned as soldiers altogether to where they are now, you know, having, having lost all of his companions in battle, becoming this elite trusted troop guy, and then um, questioning and ended up getting himself killed because he, he asked the wrong questions. Right. So that was really cool, but it's an eight for me. Eight's still a high rating. It's still really good. Um, the reason why it's not higher is probably just because there, there wasn't, there wasn't anything that got me like in the moment excited or pumped. Great story, very informative. Um, but nothing that made me go, yes, you know, uh, (laughs) just more like, oh, that's interesting. Oh yeah. Whoa. That's interesting. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I don't really have any negatives necessarily. Um, nothing worth expressing or or verbalizing anyway, you know, maybe little tiny nitpicky things, but, uh, but overall really, really positive. Just didn't have those wow moments for me that are, are required for me to go really above an eight, I think. So, um, but that's pretty good. Averaging a nine between the three of us. I mean, it's great. It's great. Season six, baby. What do we got for next week, Drew? Uh, while Drew's looking for that, John, I'll mention, um, I don't remember if we talked about it on a podcast or not last week. Sounds like we all did make the decision that we are going to read the novel. We are going to do the comics um, and uh, the, the comic, I should say, right? I think it's four different comics, four episodes of a, of a comic series, The Son of Dathomir. Um, yeah. um, Dark Disciple, the novel, is available on my library's digital app. So rather than having to buy the audiobook, I can just um, just borrow it. And there's not like a waiting list or anything. It's like a very available audiobook. So so that's what I'm gonna do. I don't I didn't know if y'all cool. had looked into that yet or not or bought it yet, but you might check with your library um, okay. and see if on their digital app you can get it for free. And good tip for our listeners as well. Um, actually my library has a lot of Star Wars books on it. Um, you, you know, old canon, new canon. Um tons of stuff to choose from and and i have listened to a novel or two from it before uh great experience uh, both times the app i use is called libby 
Um, there's another one that I use as well called Overdrive, and I think they both pull from the same catalogs of, of options. They just have a little bit different you know, way of having you check it out, if I remember right. But something to look into. You don't necessarily have to buy the book. You can just go to the library and get it um, and listen to it that way. Um, what are we in for next week, Drew? So next week we have the Clovis trilogy. He is coming back. Now, who's Clovis? Um, he was Padme's friend. Uh, Anakin was real jealous of him. They were a couple at one time. Oh, yeah, that's right. But he was with the Separatist. Okay. Um, Do you just remember that or did you watch ahead? No, no, I just remember that. (laughs) Clovis is a unique name. So, okay. All right. Um, Episode 605 to 607 uh, An Old Friend, The Rise of Clovis, and Crisis at the Heart. Okay. All right, so a little bit easier week, just three episodes this week. Um, next week, actually, it'll be just two episodes. The next, the next round is just a two-episode arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we have, what, a four-episode and then the book. If I'm right. mistaken. So Crystal Crisis, is that the first? I don't remember what they're called. I'm not looking at the list. I'm just going off memory. Because we've no, been doing so like... many four-episode arcs that, that oh, having yeah. them, you know. Now drop down to three and then drop down to two. Then it goes back up to four. And then and then we're at the the gap where we're gonna do part one of the novel, the comic series, then part two of the novel. And um then we'll jump back into the final arc. I think that's right. Is that right, Drew? Something um, like that, isn't it? After the Yoda arc, um, the four. Yeah. Um, it says the crystal crisis on you. Top out story reels. Oh, the, the story reels. Yeah. yeah. And then we have another arc to watch. Yeah. Then okay. it's a bad that, batch arc. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So we're still a little ways, a little ways away from the novel, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I will say this. I'm gonna wait on the novel, but I listened to like the first couple chapters. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I think we're gonna really enjoy it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I think right. it's going to be a really good. It was really Libby, L- like L I B B Y, right? Yeah, L I B B Y. I've listened to a lot of a lot of audiobooks on there. They're all free. You just there's a limited quantity, I think, or maybe that's the Overdrive app that has a limited quantity. I don't remember, um, but you can't always. You have to put a hold on something because um, they'll only allow so many people to be listening to it at once. So they kind of oh, okay. simulate having a limited number of items in a library. It's like they pay for the rights to have this many people listening to it at once or something. And um, if it's more than that, then then they cut it off. So like you want to read the Harry Potter series, you know, you've got to wait like a month for every book or something like that, even today, you know, because they're just such popular books. But, um, but you know, that, that particular book at my library, um, which I guess would be your library, library too. I don't know. See, I still have the Orange County Library um, oh, okay. loaded into my phone from when we used to live in Orlando. So I, I don't know. Maybe Lake County has different stuff. They may have different options, different availability, but something worth checking out. Or you can just go online and keep it simple and just pay for it. So whatever you want to do. Cool, cool. All right. If you want to email us, listeners, send an email to Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. And I'll mention this as well. I believe this is the last week that you're going to hear the intro and outro music that uh, should be playing now, kind of in the background, depending on how long it takes me to get to the end of the episode from here. Um, but uh, 
but I paid for a one-year license on it, and it is coming to an end. So I've got some other some other options that I'm not going to pay for another one. Um, I have one that I paid for a while ago that I thought might be a possibility, and then I've got a guy that I really like named Jason Heine, who has recently put a lot of his stuff out for free, um, and I might use one of his um, little free ditties for the intro and outro next week so not 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 for this episode obviously but for the next episode but anyway maybe i'll uh shoot a couple options over to you guys and maybe look at them or maybe i'll just figure it out myself yeah cool. either way thanks for listening mm-hmm.